Good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and I hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday. I am coming at you with the Taurus Man and Woman Body and Soul episode. Um, I hope everyone likes this. It's it's a nice little info about like kind of the physicality and everything and what they enjoy as per past episodes. Of course, if you... Um, this aspect, a lot of the aspects that I'm doing now are about to come to an end uh, pretty soon. So luckily you have all the other episodes to listen back on. Uh, with this show, if you're new, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Um, we always start new segments, like new things on, in Leo season. Because Leo season, when I first had this episode, this episode, this podcast, when I first started, which was in... March 19th, 2020. It's a Pisces baby. Um, it, it basically, um, I know I wanted it to be, uh, I I was thinking it was going to be just like a straight up more so relationship episode, but then I was like, Hey, you know, like I wanted it to be that, but then at the time I didn't have much experience or, um, you know, you know, like much experience with, you know, knowing the compatibilities plus synastry and all that stuff. And now that I've finally gotten uh, my certificate for like beginning astrology, like natal chart reading, and I am also working on um, advanced astrology and astrology uh, relationship natal chart. So I've gotten a lot better, especially with understanding like houses and uh, aspects because that was like my biggest downfall I did not understand any of those but now I kind of get it Um, of course I'm not perfect at it but I understand way more and the only way I'm going to learn is by you know using the things that I do know and trying to explain it so uh, in Leo season um we're going to be moving to moon signs, uh, this, you know, season three of the show. Season two was about rising signs, even though there's not much to read off on rising signs. I feel like the book that I have used, and I mentioned this in past podcasts, is the best that I could get, um, because it, it at least has the sun sign with all 12 rising signs, which helps explain exactly how that's going to look like and everything else compared to only just being the rising sign. But the moon sign, I have lots of stuff over. The only thing is, is that, um, a lot of the sexual part of the the podcast might kind of start to, I don't know, like chill out unless I can kind of think of something else. Cause there is just not any any more books than what I have. Like the book that I have, the erotic astrology will still remain because it has, I believe the moon sign and sex or moon and sun and sex, you know, and it has Mars in there and Venus and all that. So that one's going to probably last quite a bit throughout, um, the segments of going through each planet. But like the, the one that's like the, um, sex astrology, no, not sex, sex astrology is pretty much coming to an end again. Um, and so is the other one that I, sex signs or something like that, um, until I can find, uh, well, actually let me, let me stop there. 
I went to Half Price Books and I actually found a book on astrology relationships. So I'll probably get more there and then we'll have a little bit of some stuff until I can find another like erotica like book. Because I do like the erotic stuff because it kind of helps explain how each each sign, you know, like either it, what, what attracts them sexually, what they enjoy sexually, what they find a turn off sexually, uh, what they find, you know, like physically attractive, you know, emotionally, you know, spiritually, that kind of stuff. Like I like, you know, expressing that because those, those episodes are literally like the most played out of all episodes. Like those, the moon, the moon uh, episodes and, um, what's the other one? I think just those are like, all of them are played, but the sex ones have the most play as well as, uh, and then the moon, the moon, uh, episodes come in second. Uh, other than that, yeah, like, um, obviously everyone loves hearing that cause you don't really hear that anywhere else. That's why I started it here because that's one of the things me and my friend, especially when we were younger and stuff and we were like curious about stuff like that. Um, that's the thing that we always like would wonder, like, especially when we have a crush, we'd be like, what's the sign? And like, oh, it's like a Sagittarius. Like, and then we'd be like, oh, that, you know, that matches. Like, of course she was, a, my, my friend at the time was a Scorpio, you know, I'm a Libra. And I told you guys, Scorpios just surround me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I attract hell of, hell of a lot of them. And we just get along very well, but we do have our issues, especially when it comes to communication, I feel like, cause I'm an air sign. Water signs, of course, can take things a different kind of way than what I mean it. But um, what I was going to say is, um, yeah, we would do that. And then we like, oh, I wonder if we're compatible in a relationship. And then we would find a little bit of those. But then we would wonder, like, you know, how would the sex be? Because, you know, at the time we were like a virgin. We were kids, you know, of course. So, um but we're we're still curious minds, you know, we're getting at that like tween age, you know, we're like 12 and, you know, getting at that age where we're kind of curious about that kind of stuff, um, you know, and we would just like look for books like that. So, um, yeah, so uh, now I feel like you have a little more than back then, of course. But it's still very hard to find because most of it is kind of typical. Like I have plenty of relationship book so that part will never die on the podcast but it's just as far as like the actual like you know like sex and stuff and how they like to have sex and all that stuff that's gonna be like more difficult to find now so uh you'll have to depend on the old episodes <laughs> if you're new I'm sure you don't care because you've never heard it but if you're an OG I'm sorry fam I'll figure out a way of course you know I come through for you guys but <clears throat> I'm gonna try to find something that's like really juicy Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in. Um, I hope um, everyone also is um, having, you know, we're in the shadow period of the Mercury retrograde because it's coming up next week. And um, I'm hoping that um, everything goes well so far in my technology because I found out the shadow the shadow phase of the Mercury retrograde started um, at... Um, April 26th, I believe it was. So it explains a lot because my computer shitted out about that time. And then um, you you guys know that Pluto retrograde has started April 29th. And that's been kicking my fucking ass like <laughs> really bad 
It's like, Pluto ain't playing with me this time, y'all. It's like, bitch, you gonna learn. So I've been trying my best to be like, hey, you know, so I think I might surround myself with, you know, some, I don't know, Plutonian gems or something, some Plutonian crystals. I know I have one of them as a hypercene, which is amazing, but... I'm going to feel like one of these days I'm just going to go into like a crystal shop and just, you know, like intuitively see what, what pulls me, what, you know, what pulls my attention and how it will work out for me. Okay. But anyways, um, let's do, um, body and soul for the Taurus man. So it says as his bull symbol would suggest, Taurus often appears the strong silent type. Having difficulty, excuse me, articulating his thoughts. Taurus decides early on that the less said, the better. However, he risks seeming of too straight way, giving the the specious impression that he's a little more than than beefcake. His body language doesn't help counter that image. Like some curved sculpture of a young god, Taurus's very presence is suggestive. Languid and physically at ease, he's at once alluring and elusive. With sideline, with sidelong glances, sly through weighted eyes, he exudes a, seduct- a seductiveness that nonetheless seems unintentional. And I want you guys to know that uh, count this if you, of course, are a Taurus sun and a Taurus rising, because I feel like, you know, obviously the rising sign is like our physicality. You know, it starts the first house for us. So, um you know, I feel like this will come in very helpful for you guys as well. Okay. So where was I? Okay. So it says his slow meditative movement, simply a willowy weighted down quality. Indeed. Torians are legendary for a certain Largus, Largus, which speaks to hours of slow, satisfying, sleepy sex. (laughs) He isn't the Zodiac's meal love object for nothing. Despite any awesomeness in his size, his inherent sensuality is seen as totally non-threatening to women. Taurus personifies masculine perfection on the physical plane, but most importantly via the feminine principle, the epitome of manhood from the female point of view. Rarely an overtly erotic entity like the imposing Mars-fueled Aries, Taurus is an eroticized one glimpse through Venus Vaseline gauze lens. In myth, Tauros was an island of matriarchal rule, where men were sla- uh, were enslaved and used for procreation and, and ritual sacrifice. What? I need to read on this. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never heard of this before. So I got to make that a note. And I might even do it if I find anything good about that. I may do a special episode just because it's related to Taurus. So we will see you guys. So it says, indeed, more than any other man, Taurus fits the bill of scantily clad extra in some 1950s B-movie entitled something like They Came from Venus, about a female-dominated planet where males are the second sex expected to speak only when spoken to, foreshadowing many a romantic Taurian relationship. Blessed with Venus, soft, refining energy, her second-house sons tend to be real buttes, as the planet rules the manifestation of feminine traits in the body. Still, Taurus is more than just a pretty face. His quiet expression is not symptomatic of himbo emptiness, but rather part and parcel of a naturally understated elegance. A list of famous Torian males, which includes the likes of Duke, Duke Ellington, Burt Backrock, 
Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby, James Mason, Charles Mingus, Richard Evanon, Andre Gregory, William Inge, Henry Fonda, uh, Gary Cooper, Jimmy Stewart, Michael Palin, David Byrne, Richard E. Grant, Peter Townsend, Steve Winwood, and Brian Eno. I don't know any of those people, so your guess is just as good as mine. Um, reveals a decidedly tasteful lot through some, sometimes with a definite twist. Taurus is typically leaner, if not taller than other males in his family. And this is fucking funny that it says that because as you guys know, my husband, he's a Scorpio son with a Taurus rising and he literally is, (laughs) he's the tallest, he is the tallest male in his family. Like they're all tall, but he, he's taller like he's about like a two or three inches taller I think or two inches taller than them so that's very funny that they said that and he is a little leaner um but he 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 lifts so he he has muscle that from when he lifted so he's not like like really really lean but he just I don't know I I, I gotta stop simping for my husband I'm sorry if I if you guys are cringe but he's just so sexy Anyways, (laughs) um, all right. And then, uh, yeah, it says, and even when he is small of stature, perfect proportions help Taurus project a tall appearance. He possesses a supple, sinewy physicality that lets him strikingly apart, that sets him strikingly apart from bulkier adolescent boys. As well, his transition through puberty is slow and subtle, much to the annoyance of... Other young men, Taurus is often the kid who sails through his teens pretty much unscathed. No zits, no unibrow, no excessive hairiness. His complexion tends to be somewhat smoother and creamier than that of his male siblings, with hardly a detectable pore. He produces precisely placed facial hair, often heavy on his lip and chin. He has a nonchalant style distinguished by casual but costly clothes, typically clean, crisp, and 100% natural. As he practically lives in jeans, blazers, sweat, sweaters, loafers, mo- moccasins, and the like. I almost said mocasins because I used to call moccasins mocasins when I was <laughs> younger. Yeah, I know. It's sad. But that's what I thought it was. But yeah. Anyway, it almost slipped out because it's like learned behavior from so long ago. But anyways, despite his often impeccable grooming, there's something of, ju- of a just rolled out of bed look about Taurus. Mostly due to his hair, which regardless of his of its consistency, tends to appear unruly and may suffer from errant, aptly named calyx, which that is my husband. His hair, it's weird. He's grown it out uh, longer. So it, his hair is like kind of like, it's not curly curly, but it has like some curl in it. And so he has a lot of calyx all over the place, but it's cute. It just looks effortless, I guess. I don't know, but... You know, you guys know that, Tor- you know, Torians, you guys are, as I mentioned, blessed by Venus. So you guys are one of the rising signs that are known to be one of the hottest, um, one of the sexiest Taurus suns, even uh, one of the sexiest signs, because you guys just have like this sensual slash, I don't know, the sexy air about you, you know, like it's just, you know, it's not like a try hard kind of beauty, in my opinion. It's like you guys can literally throw on fucking raggedy ass sweats with a fucking sweatshirt and holes in it and you still somehow look fucking good. I don't get it, but you're just lucky, you know, Uh, Venus blessed as mentioned. Okay. 
So in many cases, his hair thins early in life uh, and he goes bald before reaching middle age. Still balding only seems to add to Taurus's masculine appeal. One way to spot a Taurus guy is the manner in which he seems to speak to you sideways, a physical manifestation that appears, his obscure mode of discourse. Truth be told, Taurus may seem perpetually off on some weird tangent, his responses somehow not matching or following what has previously been said. His subjective comments may even stop conversation dead in its tracks with a proverbial hint. Hanging in the air. In short, if a goofily good-looking man with a body like a young David starts chatting you up, but you have little to no idea what the hell he's saying, chances are he's a bull. Like his totem animal, Taurus's eyes are set wide apart so that, it appears, so that it appears he can only see out of one side of his face at a time. His skull and forehead are distinctively narrow, often so much so it's, it's as if he's just been squished by elevator doors. He has a high hairline, a bony face... Deeply hollowed at the cheekbones. Oh. That's interesting because, yeah, that's not my husband. So that's interesting. Um, I guess that's why, I don't know. I guess that's just why you got to like kind of see that some of these things are true and some of these things aren't for everybody you know that doesn't mean that everyone's gonna look like this so that's what makes it interesting plus I think uh you obviously have to go by like your sun sign as well too I'm sure um and how it's aspected if there's planets in the house too as well um so yeah his uh his brow is fairly delicate with fine light hair his eyes big and heavily lidded and luxuriously lashed Yes, like, my husband has beautiful eyelashes, like, fuck. I'm like, can I put mascara in your eyelashes just so, you know, I can see, like, how powerful they're going to be? And he's like, no. But it's just like, he has long, luscious lashes. I was like, damn, that's definitely, like, a Venus trait right there. <clears throat> okay, so. Um... His nose, long, thin, and prominent, if not ever so slightly flattened and flared at the tip. And just as his eyes appear lazy, so too is his jaw somewhat slack. And his mouth is often cherry red, his lips full, moist, and blatantly sensual. His famous Taurian neck, the body part ruled by his sign, tends to live up to its reputation being ultra-strong and sturdy, never squatty, square, or stocky, as it often asserted by popular astrology. Uh, popular astrology. Rather, it is long and sinewy like that of a dancer. Indeed, along with male Pisceans, the bull man is fittingly considered one of the Zodiac's foremost hoofers. His shoulders are broad but finely boned, though he is by no means unmuscular here. His sinew draped like damask around his skeletal structure. Taurus is like an art class life drawing come alive. There's a delicacy to the creature that his sheer bulk belly is the feminine and masculine. Venus bull energy is working in perfect harmony. Taurus's body movement is languid but never lumbering in the least. In fact, there's a poetic ease to his gait and a deliberate, nearly choreographed grace in his highest gesture from crossing a leg to sipping his drink. Indeed, Taurus man may be most indulgent with his appetites for food, drink, sex, or anything that provides buzz to his all-important all senses. Other symptoms of his insatiable minotaurian cravings for earthly delights Fortunately, his particularly particular brand of natural refinements diffuses an impression of gluttony, 
In fact, Taurus men can make raiding the fridge look more like practicing Tai Chi. Of course, because, you know, um, Venus is all about pleasure. So when you usually have a lot of Venetian energy, you may likely be a candidate for overeating. That's the same with Jupiterian. Um, Sometimes Jupiterian, um, if you, you know, you overindulge in that, like Sagittarius can also be that. Same with Pisces. Um, cause it has this rule by Jupiter as well. You can get a little excited, overindulge and end up, you know, on the obese side. Same with, you know, that's something that Libras, Taurus, Sagittarius and Pisces, even, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, cancers. Cause you know, the moon, you know, the moon gets full and all that stuff and it affects your emotions. So you can end up eating, you know, your emotions. So those are usually the signs that kind of suffer with like being like that. Plus it rules the, um, the chest and stuff and the, um, and I know the chest in the womb. That's it. I, I believe. But yeah. Um, okay. So it says as befits Taurus is co- correspondence to the age of seven, seven to 14, this man possesses a physical beauty that is unmistakably, unmistakably boyish. More smooth than hairy, any body fuzz he does have is typically arranged in a tightly contained areas. Wispy strands often sprout out around his nipples, which, though they sit atop firmly masculine pecs, are nonetheless slightly protruding, budding like those of an 11-year-old girl. Don't worry, this looks a lot better than it sounds. Taurus's back, back is as strong as a bull's, good thing. Because his front middle is surprisingly soft, suggesting an emotional sensitivity. He's often long-waisted with strong wide hips, his lower, abdom- his lower abdomen pronounced and traced with hairy highway to heaven, leading down to his pubic area. Down below, this boy is big, boasting one of the healthier-sized cock and bulls <laughs> over to be unzipped in the zodiac. It does not surprise me because I, I still feel like uh, majority of this book says that these motherfuckers have gigantic dicks. So, and there's no wrong with that. So anyways, Taurus's man's, Taurus man's package tends toward the loose and low slung sort, a symptom, a symptom in male animals of low stress while his ass is typically firm and high below an arched lower spine. He's often bow-legged his limbs seemingly to move independently from the rest of his body. And he is proportionately l- large, sexy hands and feet. Still, despite the grace that Venus bestows on her beauty, Boyd Taurus at times exhibits a clumsiness, the bull in a china shop syndrome, which has to do with the general deficiency in his death perception. Taurus man is often um, actually myopic, and especially when tipsy or otherwise overly relaxed, he may fail to properly negotiate his environment. Just as his voice will boom beyond the polite limits of his surroundings, eliciting the occasional shh, from his mate, to boot, when Taurus is angry, elated, or generally excited, his voice can become strangely high and squeaky like a pubescent child's. But again, it must all be chalked up to his natural boyish, boyish exuberance rather than the slightest social crassness requiring more serious um, admonitions. Though his antics may invite some quizzical stares from strangers, such behavior only endears Taurus all the more to his ever-widening circle of admirers. So that is it for the Taurus man. So let's jump to the Taurus woman. So as you guys obviously hear that the Taurus man just seems to be like a natural, good looking, effortlessly good looking and um, 
has the biggest cock and bowls, you guys. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and jump into the Taurus woman, body and soul. And it says, um, without the dubious benefit of big hair and bold makeup, Taurus is probably the most naturally beautiful female on the astrological block. When she can resist the urge to do herself up in drag. She embodies the form and spirit of her nymph archetype so completely that all her life there will be something fresh and girly about her. A list of famous Torian Barbie dolls, including the wingy-haired likes of Bianca Jagger, Penelope Cruz, Anouk Amy, Deborah Winger, Glenda Jackson, Kate Blanchett. I know who she is. She's gorgeous. Audrey Hepburn. Beautiful. Catherine Hepburn. Uma Thurman. Mm, she she definitely reminds me of a Torian woman. Natasha Richardson, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Candice Bergen, Renee Zellweger, Valerie Bertinelli, Shirley Temple, Leslie Gore, and Margaret Kristen Dunst and Sandra D. Many of whom came to notice during their tender Torian ruled years. Reveals that the beauties born under this sign are earthly, blatantly female characters. Indeed, the grounded bull is rarely an ethereal creature. Rather, she has a vivid presence and a visceral one. The appeal of her particular charm hits a man below the belt. No amount of structured clothing can hide her physical sensuality. So pastoral a creature, she fairly arches to be barefoot and naked. Oh, aches. I'm sorry. She may seem stiff in tailored clothes like some newball beauty freshly plucked from the countryside, then plopped into an urban setting. This goes a long way to explain why Taurus wears soft, flowy, or drapey fabrics and style. Otherwise, this natural woman feels hemmed in. She can sometimes be swathed in so elaborate a complex of tunics, peasants, blouses, and skirts, shawls, capes, scarves, and such that she is like a precious treat packaged in delicate multi-layers of wrapping. Once your way to spot Taurus in a crowded setting is to activate all five senses. One might listen for the jangling of myriad silver bracelets and bangles or the clicking of a beaded shawl or follow the scent of the strongest, sweetest perfume in the room or listen for a loud cascade of girlish laughter. Otherwise, scan for the woman with the middle parted, tousled hair dressed in musty, dusty pastels that recall any number of flavors of Turkish delight. Then check out those eyes. Like Taurus male, her peepers tend to be set far apart Seemingly on the side of her head, this big, beautiful, aptly named cow eyes boast exceedingly long, luxurious lashes that blink in slow motion as if they were capturing you with a low-speed camera shutter. She is an incontestable queen of deliberate glances, scrutinizing a man without so much as turning in his direction. So, um... Yeah, this is just, this is like, they usually say Taurian women are like Aphrodite embodiment because Taurus is, you know, they have, their sign is feminine, you know, Libra is, is masculine, you know, because we're air. So, um, although we have the same ruling planet, I feel like it manifests in a little bit of a different way compared to Taurus. With Taurus being feminine, they're going to have more of that, um, you know, Aphrodite kind of like air about them. And, um, they just like, I have, I have Torian friends, you know, I mentioned, um, one's a guy, two is a girl and, um, they're both beautiful. Like literally they both, anytime we go somewhere, they are dressed to like, 
I mean, to kill pretty much. And I mean, it doesn't even look like it's try hard. It just always looks so effortless and they just look so good. And they have like this very like regal, like feminine, like essence about it. I just love it. But, um, it says her face is generally narrow, photographed far better and far more often knowing this in profile. There is something childlike, if not preemie to her looks an echo of her basic psychological condition of feeling unaccomplished or incomplete. Another striking feature of the Torian visage is her ultra soft and creamy complexion. Whatever her race, Taurus tends to be fairer skinned than other females in her family and often exhibits a light sprinkling of freckles about the nose, which is long, thin, and ever so slightly upturned. That's exactly how my friend looks, too. Very beautiful. She may suffer from an incongruous, tiny skin eruptions, not acne per se, perhaps due in part of her uber-feminine biology. Venus influences floods, Taurus with estrogen, sometimes turning her dewy complexion downright oily. Her lips are full and sensuously curved, such that even a hint of gloss makes this appear irres- makes them appear irresistible. Taurus typically chooses to leave her hair long and free-flowing, silently in, in wavy Rapunzel ringlets, or curls notoriously trimmed or fringed or feathered to frame her brow and mark jawline. Her chin is determined, and a rule held high, a nod to her bullish resolve, if not outright obstinate. Obstancy, um, and her Torian ruled neck is long, swan-like, through never, though never so delicate as to appear the least bit fragile. For it is here that she must, she most clearly exhibits an earth sign sturdiness, as well as her physique is healthy and strong. Even, even, sorry, my cat just knocked over my my phone. Side to move it. Um, as well as her physique and it's healthy, strong, even when diet thin. In contrast, her shoulders are graceful and her arms are delicate, ending in soft, small, childlike hands. Just like lustrous hair, Taurus nails have naturally buffed quality as if she's just, as if she's always stepped out from a manicurist, which is usually the case anyway. And as befits Taurus... Taurus's correspondence to the age of 7 to 14, her breasts are often firm and high regardless of their actual size, which tends towards small to medium and rather cone-shaped, like a nubile budding protrusions. It must be said, too, that they often point like her eyes in sidelong directions. There are usually no skimping in the ass and hips department, both of which appear all the rounder in contrast to her signature long willowy waist. Many Taurians are natural dancers. They are sometimes overly strong legs longer in proportion to their torso. However, Taurus's biggest complaint about her body will be thick calves and ankles. As her sign rules the throat, uh, bull girls typically boast a rich and velvety voc- vocality, and unlike Aries, the natural belter of the zodiac, Taurus's voice is like a well-worn woodwind, effortlessly emitting rounded, sonorous tones. She, she gives good phone whether talking business or engaging in a bit of a tele, teleerotism, and there's simply no getting around her um, soundings off. Soundings off in the bedroom, although akin to the sweet low of, lowing of a cow, her pillowy lips hint at the similarly puffed lower place pair she possesses, just as her satiny throating suggests yet another silky instrument where many of the bulls. 
Other talents naturally lie. Indeed, even on a purely physical level, this girl's Torian power of response is strikingly evident, both in the way her pussy swells with excitement and how incredibly juicy it becomes at even the mere suggestion of sex. Her bush tends to be soft and fine, yet despite its natural spareness, the Torian female typically trims it farther back into a wisp tint of a V. Her mound makes a rather vivid protrusion, as if in some silent tribute to her planetary namesake, deity for, deity for whom the Mons Veneris is named. However, for all the prominent aspects associated with her privates, she often has a tricky trigger that takes a keen finger or tongue to find. The inner thighs and tummy are erogenous zones for the Torian female, as is the perineum. Her nipples, too, are special pleasure points. Never only never overly uncomfortably sensitive. Indeed, some tourist women pierce her nips probably probably than any other female in the Zodiac, enjoying a teensy twinge of pain twirled into the erotic delight her breasts are one to deliver. Won't deliver. Taurus is the female body cultist of the Zodiac and as much as more likely the most to venture a tattoo or two to go along with the odd piercings, which besides offer, offering herself pleasure are often meant to deliver a possible added element of ecstasy to a lover. Ask many a Taurus to say, ah, and a tongue stud is often revealed. Still, sex aside, Taurus female simply enjoys such elements of adornment, and she chooses less drastic variations as well as including toe rings, anklets, her, her noisy multiple spangles, and a plethora of earrings. Overall, there is a twinge of the tribal to any style Taurus espouses. Unbeknownst to her in most cases, Taurus is enacting the ritualistic process endemic to the earthly nymph and temple priestess archetypes attached to her sign. Whether she opts for a more natural flower child bohemian look or something ultra band uh, or rock or glam, she seems to signal that she belongs to some metaphorically consanguine society of like-minded individuals she often does actually associate with a horde of metro hippies or a hand or a band of bohemian cronies regardless any pack she travels with will always manifest some combination of total earthiness and utter extravagance the term hippie chick had to be originally coined after a taurus and just as she manages to appear natural and naked even made up and checked out taurus can also make a veritable rag right off the rack look as if it were riding the back of royalty still she will always insist on appearing comfortably sexy and what particular style she chooses will depend to some degree on which sociological pool she's fishing in especially for a life mate leather means rock star tiny suits say investment banker little though rarely black dress screams societal mongule but one mustn't misconstrue the Taurus is an anti-feminist au contraire she isn't so much of a stereotypical female as she is a pro- prototypical one. Her practical earthiness as well as her second house association with value and substance instill in her a need to advertise the self-product prod- she's proffering, becoming something of a billboard that isn't easy for a would-be partner to miss. Of course, she can sometimes miss the mark and in trying to make herself appear the consummate treasure or treat, she might come off looking more like a tart. Sorry, Taurus, but you know it's true. Just don't say it to her face. Although Taurus has a broad, unselfconscious brand of humor, the sign boasts scads of 
comedianness to she possesses scant ability to laugh at herself from an astrological point of view she can't she embodies subjectivity a feeling that all eyes are on her and being so grounded an earth sign disables her even further from looking at herself objectively. Taurus feels it as her duty to be beautiful, and it is certainly one obligation she truly takes to to heart. All right, you guys. So that's it for the uh, Taurus man and woman body and soul. I hope that was. Oh, um, sorry, I dropped one of my my mics. I hope you guys still hear me. But um, I hope um, that was helpful for you guys. And, you know, like I said, it really pertains to, you know, the Taurus sun and Taurus rising. So it's a lot to take in. And, and of course, you know, I hope you guys don't, aren't like, well, I don't look like this. Well, you know, a lot of these books, you know, sometimes mainly focus on European looks and stuff. Not really the whole world. So take that with a grain of salt, understand that, you know, like, as far as when it mentions skin color and hair color, that's all bullshit, eye color even, it's all bullshit, because we all know everyone isn't pale with blonde hair, or blue eyes, or green eyes, or brown eyes, you know, everyone has different color, you know, skin, hair, and all that stuff, so take those with a grain of salt, but it's just fine to still know and understand, like, the physicality, like, the body parts, and all that stuff, too, um, because, you know, like some of the things they mentioned, like my, my husband is Taurus rising and, um, he, <laughs> the whole looking kind of like gaunt in the face for the males a little bit, um, like bony in the face is not even him at all. So, um, yeah, but anyways, um, have a wonderful Thursday and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend as well. I probably will be coming back with a bonus episode um, as well. And also, I wanted to let you guys know that today I'm going to be uploading the purple Labradorite. I hope you guys go take a look at it. It's um, it's very beautiful. It's actually more. It has more of like a pink purple flash. Very pretty. Um, as well as a jade and a um a, um, what do you call it? Uh, Aurora and Aura Rose Quartz because the last two, um, were taken. So I figured, you know, because it's Taurus season and all that good stuff, um, that would be a good time to, you know, wear that and you wear it. Of course, um, any, any other times is not just for the seasons, but yeah. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Oh, yeah, I didn't even plug the store. So my crystal store is Alari Sky Jewelry at Etsy if you want to purchase. Um, it's not up yet, but definitely check within the next two hours or so because I'm going to get ready to do that after I'm done with this. So um, that's Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Um, yeah, it's uh, free shipping over anything that's over 35 so, um, I, I got you back if, you know, you want to do that, but there's still Moldavite, Carnelian, uh, Hypersthene, uh, Seraph, uh, uh, um, or Seraphinite, I think it's called. Um, I have Laramar. There's some goodies out there, you guys, so don't miss out. Um, but 
give me a visit, you know, just take a look if you like, or if you want to support me, great too. So you guys have a wonderful day and I love you guys so much. I really appreciate you and, um, talk to you later.